Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 306 DGS. Happy Friday to you. Hancock and Kelly hanging out. Have you guys heard the the latest news about Mount Everest? I just think that Mount Everest is a perfect analogy for humanity. Um, the newest, the newest is that, uh, and I guess I never really thought about it that much, but people have just been pooping up there oh, and leaving it. And, uh, literally when you're walking that trail, because no one veers off the trail too much, right? There's just a dedicated trail now. So every orthodontist in America can, can climb Mount Everest because <laughs> that's what's important in life. So the orthodontist, you know, poop on a rock and then it freezes and it's there forever. Uh, there are uh, multiple, multiple bodies uh, that have to just stay there. There's trash everywhere. Mm. And it's just like, you know, Sir Edmund Hillary and yay, we've done it. No reason to do it again. The humans have conquered it. And now, like I said, if you watch, like every about the middle of May is the, 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 the season, there's just a mile long line of people. And it just. It just—I don't know. Well, the, the thing about the orthodontists—it's fascinating. They poop in a perfectly straight line. Right. <laughs> oh boy, God. I didn't see that one coming. <sighs> uh, yeah, I've seen it. And what's crazy is some of the dead people that are along the way have names like Green Shoes. Right. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. Right. I, I'm not. I've seen the same. It just, like, it just seems, and crazy. I know I have a darker view on humanity than most, but it just seems that we take everything. We take everything. And just screw it up. We just humanize it. <laughs> okay. You, you take you take a mountain, an area that is absolutely gorgeous, and you literally crap all over it. We take the idea of God, and we're like, "Hey, do you have that? Do you have that sound, Andrew? I sent you of the preacher." Yes. Okay. Now this, of course, doesn't represent every Christian, but let's let's play this a hole. Lord, I also break a stingy spirit because I sense that there's some heavy hitters watching me tonight. There's some people that can give 200,000, 300,000. They can give 50,000, 20,000. They had it saved up. But God, that's a stingy spirit on. There's a spirit of fear. So I break that spirit of stinginess. Some of you are just giving maybe a little money, $10 here, 20, when you know you have thousands of dollars. Yep. Don't be like that. That's what Jesus on, was all about. You can give. You have money put away. Wow. wow. Yeah. I mean, give him your $300,000. Don't retire. Give it to this jackass. Yeah, that's just, you know. I get mad every Sunday because oh. my mom watches Joel Osteen. Oh. I want to take her okay. TV from her. 
So I got caught up into the Joel Olstein thing for about a year. I was really? in a bad time in my life, and I read a couple of his books. Um, and, I mean, his message is positive, right? He makes you feel good. Uh, but uh, it's driven by money. That's obvious, especially from the TV part. But, I mean, if you just took one of his books, and I didn't tell you it was Joel Olstein, and you just read it, you'd be like, holy cow, I'm a little motivated there. Now, it's the same thing, 20 bucks. Uh, I read too, and I needed it at that time in my life. It was helpful, but uh, yeah, I'm with you. I, he's one of those guys I'd like to put in a headlock. Doesn't he own like the Astrodome now or something? Something. Yeah, down in Houston. The, what, what, what the right? Wasn't that what they call it? The Astrodome? Uh, it used to be that. Yeah. yeah. Wheels, can you do uh, Stairway for us? Yeah, what are you guys uh, is in the mood for? Uh, I, don't, I don't know. I don't have Not anything serious. I don't have anything silly, but this is technology. So have you seen the stories? We, we talked about those Apple Vision Pro goggles that basically puts you in a vr thing yep. and you can sit and watch tv on these goggles yeah. without having a tv in front of you right yeah. people are driving with them on there have been at least a couple of people driving teslas on autopilot wearing these google vision goggles or sorry the apple vision pro goggles why yeah like i, I mean we all get into tech right you this is kind of the question about technology and the advancement and how stupid we can be initially usually but usually it's stupid in terms of resisting right you guys remember that you were passing laws for a long time in smaller cities even bigger ones you can't wear headphones with your walkman it's against the law to walk out on the street with headphones like we get weird about technology but part of the reason we get weird is because of these idiots who are going to be using a, a dangerous technology that isn't really proven yet with the automated driving car and not even seeing the road. So if something goes wrong, you can't even see that you might need to take over so the wheel or whatever. you can't see through the goggles. No, no, you're just seeing what's... Are you sure? I thought you could. You can you see can. through. You can oh, see. You can. you can see the road? Yeah. yeah, you see they're, it's, they're just like regular goggles and then you can see overlaid sort of oh uh, that's what i was thinking of the overlays yeah so you you can if you're just put if you just put them on they're just like uh kevin just did a roseanne roseanna dana (laughs) 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 i say the same thing because you don't know what somebody's gonna have on there what are they running on that what is the overlay that they're running are they i mean are they how do you know someone's just looking clearly through as opposed to watching other things Mm mm-hmm I get what you're saying, but, you know, in a couple of years, they're not going to be goggles. They're just going to look like normal glasses. Sure. So, so we'll have no also, way of knowing this. I don't want someone driving with Apple Pro glasses, but I'd rather have them doing that than looking down at their phone. Good point. If that's if they're looking at the same thing that they're looking at on their phone, I would rather have them looking straight well, you also, ahead. You have no peripheral vision at all if you're doing that because you've got something covering the side of your head. Yeah. You can't see anything in your peripheral vision at all in that way. I'm that way now. <laughs> <laughs> you can't even see Kelly, can you? <laughs> I mean, you got to turn your head around before you change lanes. I found that out the other day, the hard way. I have no desire to get one. Uh, or, you know, I guess I would try it if I, if somebody had one and put it on. But I did see on Twitter that somebody kind of gave like a tutorial on how it works and stuff. And it was pretty cool. The guy was a mechanic working on a car. And so while he was working on the car, he also had like you'd have to see what I'm talking like about. Iron like Man. He's he got the, it's yeah, a heads he up, the, it's a heads up display. He's yeah, got, he had yeah. the notes of like what the what the engine was supposed to look like. Right. Cool. This piece with that piece. Yeah. I, I thought oh, that was kind of cool. While we have Hancock and Kelly here, I'm confused. All right. By by Tucker Carlson. Yeah. What's yeah. going on? What is his end game? I don't understand. Yeah, I don't know. So I actually know Tucker Carlson, and he used to be at CNN. He was on. 
uh, what what they call it, point counterpoint or whatever. Crossfire. Was, uh, crossfire with yeah. Paul Begala. And um, he was, a you know, pretty down-the-line conservative guy, not nutty. And what I don't know, Dave, and, and I wonder if he's really changed, if his point of view and world outlook has changed, it could have, I don't know, or whether he's just playing a role. Because I think a lot of people in the media and in government are play acting. I don't understand the role, though, that uh, you go from being mainstream GOP to being the guy on Fox uh, to being Putin's best friend and you've been lied to and Ukraine's the bad guy. I don't see how that is a Republican GOP talking point. I don't get that at all. Uh, Now, I will say this. Russian propaganda has been with us for back to the Soviet Union days. I mean, the, the 60s, the 70s. And you had people in Congress like Dennis Kucinich, a very liberal Democrat, and, and others that were very sympathetic to the Soviet Union. And that that propaganda machine, you know, you go back to the 2016 campaign and, and what was done there to kind of manipulate people. You spend 10 minutes on social media and look up Ukraine, and you're going to see all kinds of stuff. And I do think there is a very active and apparently somewhat successful Russian propaganda effort going on in this country. But nothing was surprising that uh, when Bernie Sanders or Dennis Kucinich had a left of center perspective that maybe a lean toward socialism. What scares me right now is this is coming from the people who lectured us about socialism who are now suddenly on board. And Tucker Carlson you know, is kind of emblematic of where the Republican Party's going. I would say he's probably like a Josh Hawley in terms of where his political thought process is these days. And so this is no longer just like a couple of whack jobs in the corner. This is a growing contention. And I wonder if it's as simple as the fact of Donald Trump, uh, you know, that Donald Trump has embraced this and these folks think that's the way to go. Now, from a purely monetary standpoint, we're watching Donald Trump raise billions, literally billions of dollars off of people out there, uh, mainly to pay his legal bills. Well, if they're willing to give Donald Trump 10 bucks, maybe they're willing to give Tucker 10 bucks too. And they found a little niche to go talk to people. But it's extra scary to me because it's the people who always had been most apprehensive and fighting the Russians who are now embracing them. Well, and you have this um, movement within the GOP. You know, we had the Ukraine funding bill on the floor of the Senate yesterday. Seventeen Republicans voted for it. Uh, that meant that there were 30-some that didn't vote for it. And, you know, I can't, I can't imagine a time where you've got a foreign country, the Russians, uh, invading a sovereign nation, Ukraine, and we can, by supplying them with resources, money, and machines and weapons, have a, you know, potentially catastrophic effect on the Russian military. Yeah. And, and somehow that's not a good idea. When we come back, uh, we're kind of burying the lead that, that last night Joe Biden put on such a show that that's what we're talking about. But how about him saying that he thinks that Israel and Netanyahu have gone over the top? That's really interesting uh, to happen in just a couple of months. Quick break right back with Hancock and Kelly, DGS. So I kind of want to move on to what we were just talking about. But before I do, I promise the Gaza thing. Anyone have any thoughts, Johnny, Mike, about uh, getting to the point now that Joe Biden, who was just in lockstep, could not have been more behind Israel and Netanyahu saying now that he thinks they're going, quote unquote, over the top. Yeah, I mean, he's paying a political price for it. And so he's trying to modulate his position to be more, you know, 
uh, agreeable for his base. I think that's what's going on. I mean, Israel, how would we feel if foreign countries told us how to defend ourselves? You know what I mean? Israel is in the middle of a bunch of countries that hate them, that want to wipe them off the planet. And they just suffered a massive terrorist attack that in the in the scope of the population of Israel was like four and a half times what we went through on 9-11. Okay? I mean, that's what – and there's still over 100 of their citizens that are being held hostage, and God knows what's happening to them. So I, I have a hard time telling Israel how to conduct their foreign affairs, yeah. their, you know, their immediate defense of themselves. And I agree. I think the president giving a little bit of service to um, those who may think it's over the top, we, there's not going to be any policy change. I mean, D- Joe Biden's a traditional Democrat. Uh, he's not going to change his policy as it relates to Israel. But I think, you know, you could acknowledge, wow, a lot of people have died. Wish they weren't killing all those people. But I don't think Joe Biden's going to be pulling out a finger and wagging it at him. Yeah, and I would say, you know, I mean, if you look at the military strategy of Israel, it, it, I, the, the only thing ultimately that's going to make a difference here, and I don't think it's going to happen, but the only thing that's ultimately going to make a difference here is if they if they leave behind an ability to self-govern in Gaza. And self-governing in Gaza might mean that the same forces come back because that's kind of the motivating force for so many of those citizens there, mm-hmm. the, the hatred of Israel. But if Israel tries to militarily occupy Gaza and administer Gaza for some period of years or decades— I don't know that that's going to result in much. Although I hear what you're saying, John, but I mean, I've always just been by default very pro-Israel and uh, very anti-Hamas, ISIS, Al-Qaeda, you name it. Any jihadist group, I hate them. I wish wish they'd all just die right now. If I could push a button and they'd all die, I'd do it. However, uh, October 7th was horrific beyond description. But if you lose a 1,000 people and you kill... 5,000 of them and another 25,000 civilians and basically raise the entire area, I understand why people are saying, hey, let's hold on a second. Sure. And and, and the reason for that, of course, is that Hamas has put all of their installations and their their people and their materiel and their arsenal, they've interspersed it throughout the civilian population. They've done that by design. So if your mission is to wipe out Hamas, which you can't do, well, you you can you can take out their mili- their current military capacity that they can, which do. which is what we did, right? When we were fighting, them. yes, yeah. Um, the 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 ideology, no. And by the way, I know I I don't know because I'm not a military historian. Wheels, I really think you know more about this than I do, but we kind of did the same thing. It just wasn't on television 24-7. I mean, we, we went to Iraq. They didn't attack us. Right. How many how many civilians died in Iraq? I've seen estimations of hundreds of thousands. I mean, this is what you guys are describing. This is Vietnam. They, the, the, the Viet Cong hid within the population. Exactly. Didn't yeah. wear uniforms. And the difference for us is that's not our next-door neighbor. We could leave Vietnam, and the Vietnamese could do nothing to us here. And it was the same in the Middle East. We went there. We went to Iraq, went to Afghanistan. Afghanistan totally justified based on uh, the fact that we were attacked from there. But we could always leave and come back here. Israel can't leave. That's their next door neighbor. 
That's like if Mexico or Canada did that to us. Right. And I think that's the key difference in how it's so hard for us to judge. It's hard for me to put it into perspective because we've never dealt with anything like that here. The closest thing was the the Cuban Missile Crisis. But that was really because of the big boys across the ocean. I still think you, if you're Israel, if you are basically a superpower, you have to have the ability, the wisdom, the agility to not kill 25,000 civilians. Yes. You know, it, Agreed. You, you need to be able to have that capacity. Yeah. If it takes you longer, it takes you longer. You send in the ninjas, you send in the ninjas. But seeing like every building just be crumbled Leveled. cement mm-hmm. and every five minutes pulling a, a toddler out. And I understand war is hell. I understand collateral damage. But I understand also. And again, like I'm pro-Israel. I'm anti-Hamas. But at some point you go, whoa. Well, I, I think the the better question for us all to be asking now, and maybe asking the president should be asking, is okay, what's next? Right. Because uh, you, you clearly want to break it. So how are you going to fix well, the big it? Big thing is going to be diplomatic because we want a two state solution, and they don't want a two state right. solution. Neither side wants a two state solution. Yeah, uh, the Palestinians don't. Israel doesn't. So and, and I, nobody else in the region seems to want to help. Yeah. Egypt didn't open the gates and let anybody come in. Jordan didn't step in. Syria didn't step in. That's Nobody. because Mexico did. <laughs> <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Happy Friday, DGS on Camo X 336. Dave Murray joins us. Dave, it's going to be kind of a up and down ride here for the next like three or four days, right? Yes. Uh, do not expect the weather, the temperatures we've had the last two days over the weekend. It's not going to be brutally cold or anything like that. It's just going to be a little slap in the face saying, hey, it's still February. It's still we winter. We keep forgetting that. I mean, I know it, right? Yeah, you 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 get. And that's what St. Louis is known for. St. Louis is known for this stuff, the roller coaster ride. But you get a couple of days, like you know, close to seventy today. Neither day were, were record highs, but they were very very nice. And and everybody thinks that's it. Winter's over. Mm-mm. Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't work that way. So when does the next cold snap come through? 
All right, cold front comes through the the leading edge of the cold front with the northwest wind should come through about 10 p.m. to midnight tonight. You're going to feel a wind. If you're up, you're going to feel a wind shift to the northwest. There's going to be some showers around. Could even be a rumble of thunder, a flash of lightning, and we'll go down to 42 degrees. We're like 67, 68, 69 right now. So that's a pretty good drop in temperature over a pretty short period of time. Kind of a gloomy day on Saturday, partly to mostly cloudy skies. It's a chilly day, 20 degrees colder than today, 48 for the high. That's still nothing weird. It's just a little shock to the system. 32 degrees on Saturday night. Sunday, partly sunny in the morning, increasing clouds in the afternoon. Most of the day looks dry right now, but 45. Then Sunday night, rain will be developing, especially late night. Some wet, big old hamster-sized, sloppy wet snowflakes mixing in towards morning. Sunday night into Monday morning, we'll go down to 32 Monday, we start with rain and some sloppy, wet snowflakes. We're kind of on the northern edge of a southern storm, then clearing skies Monday afternoon and 45 degrees. Borderline temperatures will be around the freezing point only for a couple of hours late Sunday night into Monday, and the ground temperatures are well above the freezing point. So, yes, it could look like, holy moly, look at this, really snowing. Look at the size of those snowflakes. It's not going to stick on much of anything. Kind of the there best of all snows. Yeah. 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 I love it. Mm-hmm. Uh, headlines. Brought to you by Schnucks. Get personalized savings delivered to you in an instant with the Schnucks Rewards app. Oh, boy, Schnucks has good donuts. They really do. I went to uh, Dr. Maupin's office yesterday and I brought the girls some donuts from Schnucks. Woof. I don't know who, I don't know <laughs> if they do it in-house or they, they subcontract, but man, those things are good. They fry croissants. I don't know if you people know this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Should fry everything. They fry everything. I'm saying, let's do it. So, three friends who have attended every Super Bowl have now gathered in Las Vegas to God. watch Sunday's game. Oh, of course, Dave hates it. <laughs> it's like when, when, like, like when 98 year olds get their their undergrads. <laughs> You're gonna hate this. <laughs> it's not like that at all. The, these exactly men like have attended that. every Super Bowl together, dating all the way back to 1967. Don Chrisman, Jeremy Easton, and Tom Henschel. Uh, even though all three are now in their 80s, they've gathered in Las Vegas for the big game on Sunday at Allegiant Stadium, uh, and they're hoping that they can make it to the game's 60th anniversary two years from now. I'm rooting for them. Good for Where are they them. getting all this money yeah, from? Yeah, so they got some cash. That's expensive. It is Social Security. Expensive. Yeah. <laughs> they, yeah, they all got their masters yeah. in their 70s. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of the Super Bowl, a new poll is looking at Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey's voter influence. Uh, so Savatana uh, released a poll this morning. It's a market research firm. One in six adults said they were, quote, more likely to vote if Swift or her boyfriend... Travis Kelsey encouraged them to do so, which I find sad, but even yeah. sadder, four percent four percent said an appeal from Swift and Kelsey would make them less likely to vote. So you're telling me if Taylor Swift tells you to go out and vote, you're not going to vote now? That's insane. Who are these people who are that honest when they're like, So if Taylor tells you to go out and vote, will you? Yeah, I think so. I think I'll go out and vote if she tells me to. Thankfully, 79% say the singer and football player voicing their support for voting would have no influence on whether or not they cast How a ballot. Many? 79%. Okay. That's fair. It's still the feel majority. Better. Yeah. <laughs> it made me feel better. Yeah. <laughs> I think some of the other ones are just, like, stupid liars. Trolls. I think they're just saying things. You ever taken a any kind of uh, uh, poll like that? Yeah, I did. Have on, you? 
Um, during the 2020 election, Facebook was like uh, giving me gift cards and stuff in order to participate in polls. It was really oh, nice. I can't remember that. It was cool. I'd do I it got for like that. Amazon gift cards, and all I had to do was just like give them all of my information. <laughs> <laughs> it was totally worth it. <laughs> I just had to sell my soul. <laughs> Nikki Haley is still somehow bringing. Rachel, in- brought to you by Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was listening to a news podcast this morning. I'm not going to say who they were. Uh, but they were sponsored by Amazon, and I'm thinking to myself, how can I ever trust you to report on Amazon ever when Amazon yeah. is literally sponsoring you? Yeah. Like, this is one of the most, I mean, I think it's a pretty evil company. Not saying I don't use them, but they've got, <laughs> yeah. they've got a lot They're going They're my on there. evil company, damn yeah. it. But I, I'm like, can you get someone else to sponsor let's, this? Let's, let's. Let's talk through this. Okay. So um, tell me why you think they're evil and why you still use them. I use them. So I'm in, I'm in a glass yeah, house on me this. Too. But I use them because I'm selfish and I want stuff delivered to my house in two days or less. Sometimes it's the same afternoon. Yeah. And, so, and it's pretty nice. But then that same feature, uh, I mean, that can't be good for the people working for Amazon, right? I mean, they're on such a time crunch to get this stuff we done. I just made this thing. Yeah, we did. We're like leaning back and we're like, oh. Well, they might I mean, not have jobs if, you know, if we didn't buy those things. Right. But then they're, you know, you hear all these reports that they're like using the restroom in a yeah, bottle yeah. or, you know, I injured I myself that. in the warehouse or, um, and then also there's just like this insane amount of waste that comes from being a giant company like that. I don't also, think they do much to try to mitigate that. When you say Kevin, like, well, maybe they won't have a job if I didn't order this stuff. It's like, but. We are daring to envision a future where perhaps you can both have a job and not be worked entirely to death for very little money. Like, I don't disagree with that dare, at all. Dare, dare we to dream. You I don't disagree I mean? with that at all. I mean, the problem is that we've allowed all of the rules to be made by the people that are in the billionaire class. Yeah. You know what I just started to say? I started to say the dumbest thing. I started to say, but what if there was an option where we could have our goods, but it would take a week, but there's a much less uh, carbon foot. And I'm like, well, there is that. that <laughs> it's <laughs> everything but store. Amazon. Yeah, you, or you could just go to the store. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what if there's yeah. an option where I could drive to McDonald's and get it myself? Yeah. <laughs> right. No, the, the simple answer, Dave, is I know all these things and I have these conflicted emotions yeah, but I use too. it yeah. anyway because it's convenient and I'm I, just not the best person same. sometimes. Maybe I'm oversimplifying this but I put that on one person. That's Jeff Bezos. He's the one that if he could he could accept 50% less payment for himself every year and fix all those problems. Make the working conditions better, pay his employees more but for him all that matters is how much he can have each year. Even though it's billions and billions, like you could never spend the money that he has. And I know that we accept that, but to me, that's the dirty part. Mm, because right. that that guy getting what he gets is what makes it miserable for all those employees. He could fix every one of those things and still make billions. I, is that who? Oh, yeah, she's wearing the leather. There you go. There oh, she is. That's, that's my girl. That's who made me write it down on the sheet. I was like, Hi, Sarah. I think it's just a little much, but <laughs> you know, wearing, like, I could be wrong. She's got Fonzie's jacket I have, like, on. like the worst you've fashion never, ever, so I shouldn't say anything. You've never had a worse take. You've never I know. Been it's a wrong. bad take. And she's I'm, wearing like a gray t-shirt. Shut under, up, Andrew. Leather jacket. <laughs> she, looks, like, she looks like Fonzie. 
Hey. All right, hey. moving on. I'll with fight all three of you at once. <laughs> no, what, I, don't mean, it, I don't mean that she, she's wearing Fonzie's jacket. She doesn't look like Fonzie. <laughs> moving on with headlines here. Did you guys see that the Oscars is adding a new award? It's the first new award in 23 years, and it will go to the best casting director. Uh, this will start with the 98th Academy Awards in 2026. Okay. So I, something I, to look forward I, to. I, wait, I, why, I, are they, why is it not starting until 2026? Yeah, I know why. I know why. They just do that next year. I know why they do it. Do it this year. And I know that, like, the key grips and the best boys and whatever, like, they like getting their awards, and so does their grandma. But, but like, the the Academy Awards, people only care about, like, the big five, right? Pretty much. Well, yeah. What's the yep. lowest award we care about? Boy, that's a great question. Because they, uh, they, they, they don't televise most of them. <laughs> most like- of them happen, like, the morning before the Oscars. Yeah. And they don't even get on TV. And then yeah, you, you know, if you're getting your Oscar while the sun's up, yeah, <laughs> it's maybe like writing, I guess, like yeah. like script, screenplay, or what have you. I get physically angry. I'm really adding myself here, but I, I do like if I'm watching and they're like, and now doesn't get an award. Best makeup. I'm like, can I just? So we have something coming up next week called the Odyssey Awards. I hope it's okay to talk about it on the air. Dave keeps calling them the Academy Awards. You've done it like five times a day, and it's extremely funny. It's intentional. Okay, good. Oh, is it? Oh, yeah. (laughs) No, we're having a red carpet. Didn't you guys know this? Oh yeah, I I saw the request. Having a red carpet, which um, I can't wait. Pose. What are you wearing what are today? Categories? What are you wearing today, Wheeler? Well, uh, it's stuff like nicest person and most helpful and uh, team builders. So we're not a nominated. No, for any not of it. one person on <laughs> <Yeah>. the show. <laughs> Loudest talker. No. Is, this, me. is this the whole group or just yeah. within the station? No, no the, whole, the group. whole group. The whole group. Yeah, there were like three people that were nominated twice. Yeah, <laughs> we're not nominated for anything, but we do and, have to go. And the old <laughs> DGS <laughs> came up. <laughs> we, we, we shot Snake Eyes. I tried to get too us cool, nominated Dave. for nicest to security guard. But yeah, we yeah. saw how that too cool out. We're too cool for wards and stuff. <laughs> One more story before we go to break. Sure. Kobe Bryant is immortalized with a 19-foot bronze statue outside the Lakers downtown arena. This went up yesterday. It's 4,000 pounds, and it depicts Bryant in his white number 8 jersey with his right index finger raised as he walked off the court following his 81-point performance against the Raptors in January 2006. Hmm. Andrew doesn't I mean, like it. I feel the same way about that that I feel about like the Ravens having a big statue of Ray Lewis or whatever. Like it's you know. What do you mean? Uh, Kobe was not. Well, a Kobe had the oh, he had the rape charges guy. in Colorado. Yes. He definitely yes. He's somebody. a complicated guy. Is that guy. why his wife said, "If you don't like it, kiss my ass" or something like that this morning? I might be. Yeah, I think it was a little harsher than that. Yeah, it's you know, it's he's a he was a complicated guy to to talk about when he passed. I, I was on the air. When he passed away, when that helicopter crash happened, I was on Sirius XM doing like Mad Dog Radio and it happened. It's like breaking news. That's a tough guy to unpack because there are people that worship him because of his play and his and the things he said. And now he was a good dad Mm. to his daughter, all that stuff. But you also had the Colorado rape accusation. And how do you square those things when you're trying to memorialize somebody? It was tough, man. Because you don't want to, like, pretend his, it didn't happen. I saw his wife doing the dedication. And like Dave said, it was harsher than kiss my butt. Yeah. And I was like, is she afraid they won't like the statue? And I'd forgotten. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I'd forgotten. And it was pretty early in his career, so a lot happened after that. Yeah. yeah. But it was still, it's an awkward thing. You can't, like, we can't just pretend it didn't it's a happen. a very big deal. Yeah. Thank you, Dave. Have a great weekend. You too.
Okay, by popular demand on the other side of the hour. Nope, that's not it. What is it? It's not that. Escape key. I don't know the escape key is. Top left, top Top left. I don't know what left is. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I'm hitting escape. It's not working? No. What if it shot you out of the studio? It's Battle of the Halfwits. Long way around for that. <laughs> what a payoff. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.